The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, and can be found on page 1529 in the Pew Bible. Matthew 20, 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. And so they went. He went out again about noon and at about three in the afternoon and he did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and he found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Well, it's because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. Now when evening came, the owner of the vineyard Vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them for their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came, and each received a denarius. So when those came, when those came to were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. And when they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you. My friend, didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
Have you heard this jingle? Uh, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. I guess it's hold the pickles, hold the onions, something like that. Anyway, there's another song out there. Apparently, I watched too much TV as a child. Um, there was a, another fast food chain. See if you can pick this one out. See if you've watched too much uh, TV. Here's their motto. You deserve a break today. Huh? Yeah. Mickey D's, right? They, uh, they wanted us to believe that because we work hard, that we deserve uh, a good meal at a good price, one that they would gladly provide. And that sounds fair, doesn't it? And, and we do work hard, and we earn a paycheck, and so we take some of our paycheck and we give it to the restaurant. Now, the employees at the re restaurant, they work hard to make a, a delicious if not nutritious, uh, meal for some of our paycheck. And we get a break from work, from doing dishes. We don't have to prepare our own meal. It's all very fair, wouldn't you say? But this morning, Jesus uses a parable, parable to remind us that life isn't fair. We don't get what's fair. Thank God. He gives us his grace instead of his justice, which would be fair. He reminds us that his grace is for everyone because no one earns or deserves it. Jesus had finished dealing with a a young, rich man who thought that he was close to perfection. And he wanted to know what else he had to do to get his fair reward. But Jesus shocked him by saying this. He goes to the young man, go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. In essence, he was telling the man, you're not perfect. You love your wealth and possessions more than you love God. Now, our friend Peter misunderstood this. He thought that giving up his possessions must have earned him a reward. And he asks in Matthew 19.27, he says, Lord, we have given up everything for you. What sort of reward will we get for that? And while Jesus, he did assure Peter that he would be richly rewarded, he pointed out that the reward was not something Peter earned and not something that Peter or anyone else deserved. It wasn't fair. It was a gift of grace. In God's eyes, no one deserved any more or any less than any other. And what he gave, that's God, was not fair. He gave them all 
His grace. In order to illustrate that point, Jesus told this parable that was recorded for us in Matthew 20, 1 through 16, that we just read together. So, what should we know from this lesson? Well, first, anytime that we get into God's Word, we pray, right? And we ask, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And then through that, the Holy Spirit can do the word to us. And yesterday in our men's group, I prayed, and as I always pray on Sundays, that the Lord would equip you to receive the Holy, the Holy Spirit, which you have, and to receive the gospel as he does the gospel to you through the words of my mouth. That I ask that they might be acceptable, not my words, but his words through me. So the first part of this is God isn't fair to us. In a society without trade unions or welfare provisions, unemployment meant starvation. That these laborers would gather in a marketplace and they'd be waiting for any kind of work because any kind of work was better than hunger. And we hear that early in the morning, let's say it's about 6 a.m., the owner hired several of them who agreed to a reasonable wage to come work for him. Now, a denarius was a good day's pay. Let's just say this. For sake of argument, it's equivalent to $10 an hour for 12 hours or $120 for a day. And he sent them to work in his vineyard. And we know that it's harvest time. And several of you grew up on a farm. And you know that crops don't wait. The time to harvest is the time to harvest, period. In fact, it's going on right now across the United States of America. My family up north are harvesting rice as we speak. They work hard because it doesn't wait. And the owner found that these few were not enough. So he went out again at 9 a.m. and at noon and at 3 p.m. and at 5 p.m. And he told them all that he would pay them what was right. Finally, at 6, the workday ended and it was time for the paycheck. That's a good time of day. But as the pay was passed out, everyone received the same amount. Everyone got the same $120, even those who only worked for an hour. And the workers who were hired, we read, the ones who were hired about the 11th hour came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them received a denarius. Hey, that's not fair. Their expectations don't seem unreasonable. After all, they worked 11 hours more than the ones hired at 5 o'clock. They worked longer and harder 
through the scorching heat of the day. Certainly, they deserved more. And as they watched the guys who only work for an hour get a full day's wages, they must have thought that they were going to get a really big paycheck. What a disappointment. What frustration. What a sense of injustice they must have felt. And so, they lodged their complaint with the owner. This is unfair. Where is your sense of justice? These men who were hired last worked only an hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But the owner we hear, we read, he responded, you want justice? Do you want justice? Friend, I am not being unfair to you, he said. Don't you agree? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. He gave them what was fair. It was not unfair to pay them what he agreed to pay at the start of the day. They should have been more thankful that the owner graciously gave them a job at all. Remember, any job is better than hunger. Now, what about us? How how do we respond when we see how God has blessed others? Do we get upset? Do we get jealous? Do we ask, how come God gives that guy so much? He has a great job that pays a lot more than mine. Or her life is so together, but mine is falling apart. He is always in good health, no matter what he eats. And I always seem to be sick. It's just not fair, God. I've endured so much for you. Why don't you bless me more? Or maybe, maybe you could take it to a whole new level. That guy, that guy keeps sinning in bold and blatant ways. In fact, he almost seems to flaunt it. But then when he's called out, he just says, oh, I'm sorry, and the pastor says he's forgiven. And what about her? She never comes to church but once, maybe twice a year. And she's a member in good standing? I'm here every week. I'm here at every Bible class, every workday, literally bearing the burden and work and the heat of the day. And they are made equal to me? No fair. After all, I'm the pastor. Oh my. What a ridiculous objection that we make sometimes, my friends. How can we sinners How can we sinners demand justice from God? 
Solomon reminds us in Ecclesiastes 7.20, he says, There is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. No regular churchgoer, no elder, no pastor, no one does right in the eyes of God. So we don't dare demand God for what is fair because we know too well that we rightfully deserve for our sins. We know what we deserve, don't we? We confessed it earlier. Just a few moments ago, we confessed it. I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways, I have sinned against God and do not deserve to be called his child. Or positively stated in another confession that we use here, I confess that I am by nature sinful and I have disobeyed God. In my thoughts, my words, and my actions, I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this, I deserve God's punishment both now and in eternity. For the things I have done, for the things I have left undone, If God dealt with us according to his justice and he gave us what we deserve, what is fair, we would all be punished not just for our insatiable greed, demanding more from God in our malcontent, but also for our arrogant pride that thinks we deserve something more from God than what he has given us. What we deserve is to be struck down right here, right now, and sent to suffer eternally in hell. That would be fair. But thankfully, (laughs) full of grace, God does not deal with us according to his justice. And thank God that he does not give us what is fair. Instead, instead of acting according to his justice, he acts according to his love. He gives us his grace unjustly. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And in grace and mercy, Jesus left the paradise of heaven to rescue us. He condescended. He came down from heaven to rescue us. And living a perfect life, being perfectly content after giving so much up, he suffered the hell that we deserve. No fair. Through Christ's death on the cross, he gives us free and full forgiveness for our sins. No fair. We are sinless saints. We are God's dearly loved children. We are brothers and sisters of Jesus himself. And that's through no work of our own, no labor, of our own, no effort of our own, but only by what Jesus worked perfectly on the cross. 
for us. And that's not fair. But thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And God continues to bless us, bless us with so much more, even though it's not fair. He gives us families who love us in spite of our failures. Few, if any of us, have ever had to sleep on the ground for lack of shelter, and we rarely miss a meal, and certainly not for lack of food. It would be more than enough if God just gave us forgiveness, but he continues to give us so much more than we deserve. But all that we have is by God's grace, not because we deserve a thing. We can, we can complain that we don't have it as good as the next guy when we've already been blessed so much more than we deserve. How do we do that? How can we cry no fair when we see another sinner forgiven, when we realize how unfair God has been with us in his grace? No, we want... Well, we don't want what's fair. And we don't get what's fair. So we can take what he gives us and go, thankful and content, knowing that God has given us far more than we deserve. He has given us his mercy and his grace, and that's not fair. God isn't fair to them. And so now that we understand what we truly deserve and how much God has given us and gives us still, it affects the way we view others. The workers in the parable who were hired first viewed the rest with jealousy. The workers hired at the 11th hour at 5 only worked for a single hour, yet they too received a whole day. That's unfair. They didn't deserve it. But the workers hired first didn't realize that they were just as undeserving, and the master reminded them of that. When he said, I, don't I have a right? Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? And the owner said, I want to give the man who was hired the last the same as I gave to you. God gives his grace unjustly to everyone. Everyone. To those who seem least deserving, to the man spending his welfare check on a drug habit, to the inmate in San Quentin or music jail down in Irvine, to the 90-year-old woman who comes to faith at literally the last hour. God gives his grace. When these come to faith and receive full forgiveness for their sins, even though they don't deserve it, are we envious because God is generous? Do we cry unfair? Should we? We remember how little we deserve and what grace God has shown us. We can show compassions to others as well. That's if we do that. We just, like those that I just mentioned, we deserve no grace. We deserve no forgiveness, no salvation. There's no difference between us. There is no 
first or last. God gives the same grace and the same mercy to everyone. Now, one of the criminals that was crucified with Jesus understood God's unjust grace. Do you remember him? He gets called out all the time. Though he had wasted his entire life of crime, life on crime, at quite literally the last hour of this man's life, he said to the other criminal who was still mocking Jesus, he said, don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That day he received God's unjust, not fair grace. He didn't get what he deserved after death. Christ said, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. And Jesus answered Peter's question. You will be richly rewarded. You are richly rewarded. But that reward is not something that you deserve. It's all about grace. There is no room for our pride. No room for our works. Instead of being jealous of someone else's blessings, we are grateful. We're thankful for the grace and mercy that God has given us in spite of what we deserve. That we were not just saved, but privileged to work for him. Not just as servants or as slaves, but as partners in the family business. As a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. We don't just have a duty, but we have a great privilege of bearing the burden of the work and the heat of the day for our Savior as we go to find others standing around in the market. And we get to declare the praises of him who called us out of the darkness into wonderful light. In this church, we have many labors. Yesterday was work day, and many were here in the sun, and they were taking care of what we have been given from the one whom all blessings flow. We have faithful stewards here who give of their time and their talents and their treasures. All who labor here could be doing something else with their time. All who share gifts and fruit of their labor could be spending their treasures elsewhere. And those who lend their talents to run the business of the church could be sitting back and resting in retirement. But they don't. Why? Well, that's how we are now in God's harvest field. It's not a burden, but a joy. And if there's a perceived inequality that some of us may be doing more of the work, then we rejoice that we get to do more for the Lord. It is our privilege to sweat for Him. 
So in gratitude and thanksgiving and joy for the grace shown to you when God was not fair, let's get to work. Let's tell everyone about the grace of God and the grace that has given to them too. Let's tell them how God is not fair. Tell them now. Their last hour may be coming soon. The whistle may blow. The foreman may call it a day. And the day of reckoning will be here. And go now full of joy knowing that when that day comes, you will receive the richest of rewards. That is, you will be with him in paradise. My dear friends, no, it's not fair. But thank God, thank God that he's not fair. In Jesus' name, amen.